You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Well, welcome to episode 378 of the Bride Chiller podcast. I'm Alicia, the founder and host of Bride Chiller. I'm nearing my fifth year of producing this podcast, and this episode is a revisit to a topic that I covered quite early in the podcast, and I was reminded of this interview well, by the people who are being interviewed because I saw them on the social media, the Instagram, talking about getting married overseas. They run the elopement collective. Josh and Britt are a husband and wife wedding planning slash celebrant duo who I am very fond of. They're based in Australia, but they now plan weddings all over the world. Now, when I did this interview... Their business was called Pop-Up Weddings. You might hear them refer to that. But now they have rebranded and it's called The Elopement Collective. Josh has been on the show a number of times talking about how to find the words, the right words for your wedding ceremony. And he has really made a name for himself in Australia and actually now internationally for being a really outspoken, quality human being and someone that supports a lot of people in the industry is a big part of training and changing the game of the wedding industry, especially when it comes to the ceremony and services. Since recording this interview, Josh and Britt have really expanded the business and what actually tripped my memory about how fantastic I think this interview is, not just because of me, but how fantastic they are, is that... I saw them on Instagram in Tuscany, doing a wedding in Tuscany. They have really expanded their travel horizons since recording this interview, and it's exciting to see where they're taking their business and also physically where they're going. I mean, Tuscany, the photos were stunning. You can go to Josh's Instagram, which I'll give you at the end of the show to check it out. Whether you're planning a big wedding or a small wedding, I know you'll find value in their messaging and the ethos of what Josh and Britt do. Here it is. When I talk about finding a wedding vendor that you connect with, that you really want to be around on your wedding day, because they will be, they're going to be there, someone that will help you out and genuinely enjoys their job, I'm modeling those dream wedding vendors on my next two guests. They are a dynamic duo. Joshua Withers, you may have heard before. I'm hoping you have. He's been a recent guest and has been described, quote, as the Beyonce of wedding celebrants. And uh, his wonderful wife, Brittany. Now, Britt, welcome to the show. Hello. You're very new to this uh, podcasting world. I am a newbie. <laughs> Whereas uh, your loudmouth husband, I say that with love, welcome Hello. back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wanted to t- take a back seat on it and let my beautiful wife shine today. Oh, well, look, she will shine because she's a bloody legend already. I know this. Ah, oh. What am I going to say? You can just say, I am. Thank you, Alicia, for that wonderful compliment. Now, I am. I'm the pretty picture and he's the frame. (laughs) 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 All right. So just to start, we've got to start with saying what exactly it is you guys do. Because as I said, we have heard from Josh. We know that he's the celebrant or the registrar if you're in America, the guy that stands at the front and makes it all legal. But Britt, you have a a, a company that you run together called Pop-Up Weddings. And can you... Talk me through where it came from, how it happened, and what you do for people. Well, first pop-up is, well, we like to call it a fancy elopement. It's that really wonderful middle ground between a registry signing and a full-blown Kim Kardashian <laughs> event, if, you, if you'd like to call it that. We, we don't want to register, but we want to be married, but we don't want a wedding, but I want to re- address, but I don't care about 
chair sashes and I don't, you know, I don't want to feed 150 people and I don't want to plan a wedding. And so the whole concept came one night, Josh and I were driving home from, from our office and he had this bride who was having this huge wedding and she was so stressed and just so unhappy about going into this day that she'd spent a year's, you know, salary on. And I said, well, isn't it a pity that she can't get her hair and makeup done, wear her dream dress and just turn up to something, have a ceremony and then just go to a restaurant and celebrate with a few of her friends. Like it's, it's a shame that you either have to elope or you have to have a wedding. I said, wouldn't it be amazing if there was that middle ground? And Josh looked at me and said, well, if you want that, like, let's do it. Obviously there might be other brides that are feeling the same way. And thus the pop-up was born. So now we travel around the country hosting these wonderful pop-up events and we love it. And it seems, I mean, I follow you on all the various social medias and there have been some truly spectacular locations that you have provided Mm -hmm. for couples that I'm just like, oh my God, in a normal world, it'd be really hard to organize an event like that at the price that you were offering it, which is nanas, if I do say so myself. (laughs) (laughs) What sort of couples are you finding that are coming along and booking this sort of wedding with you? I feel like we get those couples and they all vary in ages and you know, some are, some are divorced, some it's their third marriage, some, a lot of them, they have been together for 14 years and have three kids and a mortgage. And then some are 22 and just are a little bit shy, but she still wants to wear a dress. And so our couples really, really vary, but they all come to us and go, this is exactly what we've been looking for. We didn't even realize we'd been looking for it until we like, why isn't everybody doing this? And they're the couples that, you know, we want, them to come to us and go, oh, thank heavens we found you. And we get so many emails saying we wouldn't be getting married if it, if we hadn't found you guys, which oh, so nice. It's a whole yeah, it's lovely. It's a lot of responsibility, but it's um yeah, you know, it's special. Our couples are amazing. We love. We love the couples we get. And what I do love, I, I want to go back to the point that you made, and that is with Josh saying that this this bride was spending, this couple was spending a year's salary on a wedding. And that's such a good point to make that a lot of people don't look at it that way. But the, the trends are, you know, in the UK, they're saying people are spending £20,000, which in the equivalent to Australian dollars is like fifty grand, And in America, the average is $40,000. That is the general median salary probably above the median salary in all of these countries so it is mental when you put it into that perspective and it's there's a lot of expectation that goes into a day like that and I think if I spend 40 or 50 dollars on dinner you know my expectations are never met it's always like she was she could have been friendlier or my (laughs) there was too much ice in my drink what are they ripping me off like I just I don't know how you can go into a day having spent 40 50 hundred thousand dollars and your expectations are met. Like what kind, I just don't, I don't know what that kind of day looks like. And obviously we don't cater for everyone. Obviously there are going to be some brides who that's their dream. That's their, that's the circles they run in. That's just what a wedding is to them. And that's what they need to, you know, celebrate their joining of two people. But we're finding a lot of people are going, oh, like this is ridiculous. And but we still want to celebrate and we still want it to be beautiful. And so we kind of, yeah, we're filling that, that need, I guess. I do think the point that you just made about fulfilling other people's needs, if I I go along to wedding exhibitions and I interview lots of wonderful couples and it's really eye opening sometimes their ideas about why they are planning. One of the questions I ask is, you know, who are you planning this wedding for? 
And it's Absolutely. really, it's a really interesting little social exercise that a lot of people will say, oh, we're doing it for our family, or we really want this entertainment to be amazing because we want people to remember it, which is cool, but also to go, hey, it's about you guys standing up there together and having a crack at committing to each other for the rest of your lives, possibly. Yeah. So yeah, It's about marriage, not about wedding. Yes, thank you. Yes, it is. So it's sort well, of interesting, for- isn't it? It's it's funny. For example, today, um, and I'm not going to name any names, but we had a bride who was so excited for a pop up, and she'd found us, and we were her dream, and thank heavens. And her dad had given her all this money for a wedding, and she was like, "I actually don't want to spend this. I want to have a pop up. I, you know, sign me up, book me in, love it, love you guys, blah blah blah." And I got an email today saying her dad wasn't. Her dad wanted a wedding. Her dad oh. wanted. Her, her dad wanted a. You know, uh, the the wedding, the white dress and, you know, the whole thing. And she – and, you know, she's exploring other options. And I just kind of got off the phone going, oh, I feel really sad. Yeah. And got to do what she's got to do. But I just went, oh, she's not doing it for her. And it's the reason Josh and I had a wedding cake. My mom insisted on us having a wedding cake. And I said, I don't care. If you want a wedding cake, you're more than welcome to purchase it. And so she purchased a wedding cake. And on my wedding day, I cut my mother's wedding cake. <laughs> and, you know, see a little bits and pieces to make other people happy that you look back and go, it so wasn't important. And It's, it's just ridiculous that you, that you would have someone else's wedding. It's, it's, your, it's your marriage ceremony. It's not someone else's. Okay. Well, so that's a good point. How do we empower people to make that choice? Because it's really easy for us to sit back and say that, but then especially when, for example, Britt, that I'm sure it sounds like the father's contributing, you said, a quite a decent amount of money. It's weird that he yep. would say, put all that money into a party if she maybe wanted to put the money into a mortgage or whatever. But <laughs> how do we... the future. Oh, forget <laughs> it. Fuck that. We'll just put it all into a big... <laughs> Oh, sorry. I get excited about money and I get angry because I see... Hey, have we, uh, have we got the, the licensing rights to play uh, an NWA song here or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I've got, it's like me just going, I've got money just to pour down the sink with your song request, Josh Withers. <laughs> Let's just, you can play, yeah, exactly. We'll, you just hum it and I'll, that'll be fine. Express yourself. Yeah, the, 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 whole, the whole thing that, that a, a wedding is for the family is... Um, is a really poor excuse to begin a marriage. Mm. Um, uh, the, the, the expression of your marriage, of course, there, there's, there's elements that encompass you know your wider community, and sometimes that's your blood relatives, and sometimes that's not. And look, many in many cases that I have experienced, it's it's not your blood relatives. Um, but the celebration of the marriage sh- shouldn't shouldn't uh, ever before someone that isn't you it's it's good to be inclusive of them and say like we'd love you to come along on this ride with us we'd, lo- we'd love your encouragement and your your affirmation and and sometimes you might be a little bit more accommodating like you know grandma's in a wheelchair so let's not do it at the top of the mountain let's you know let's get somewhere accessible so there's elements of including others and of course making it an accessible event but uh but when when you start having your mother's wedding or your father's wedding or whoever's um it's it's an automatic process, but it's sad if you realise that and you fall down. And like a couple I met it with with today, they're um they're not having a pop up wedding, but they pretty much well are. They're just not having a pop up wedding brand. They're having uh, an elopement, um, which is just with eighteen of their closest. And uh, and they read um uh, there was an article about pop up weddings in a newspaper in Townsville over the weekend, and and they uh, they read them like that's us. Yeah. Like we were we 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 were having we were having you know, our mother's wedding. 
Um, when and really in reality, we've already got a kid in a mortgage. We just want to we we want to kind of put that final block of we are family. We want to kind of put the cap on that, and um and 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 celebrate that with our closest friends and family, which turns out to be eighteen people. Um, you know, so we would we we would run off to the registry office, but I'd love my mum to be there, and we'd love it to be pretty, and we'd love to get some cool photos. So I also think it's about, you know, because obviously Josh and I are in the mainstream non pop up wedding industry, and we you know, marry amazing couples who choose to have big, beautiful weddings. I just, so we're not anti big weddings. I just think you need to get to the point where you, you sit down and for, for our wedding, I think we've taken a lot from our wedding and put it into pop-ups for our wedding. The vows were really important to me or to us and the photography mm. and obviously the dress and hair, but that's just a given. I wanted amazing photos and I wanted to stand up and promise Josh that I wouldn't be, mean to him and that I would be nice to him when he was a douche. Hey, marriage, is, marriage is a progression. We don't, we don't reach all of that in the first three years. It's, it's a lifetime. It's a working progress. Can I just repeat? Brit says, and I wanted to be nice to him when he was a douche. I mean, that to me. <laughs> no, but I, like, if you read it, like our vows are on Josh's blog and I stood up there and I said, I will promise to match every girl movie, every chick flick with a guy movie oh. and every bad carb with you know um a superfood like I I promised <laughs> him because you know and the photography was really important I didn't care about the invitations and so I had a friend who was a graphic designer do them up and then you know I think people will pay for what they value and so spending a lot of money on beautiful photos is okay and spending and you know if you're food if you're a foodie and you guys just like to eat and you know spending a lot of money on a caterer is was awesome, but I just think you need to throw out everyone's expectations. And it, like I've said to lots of couples, invite them in only if they resonate with you. And you know, I don't. I would happily eat tacos off the street, or I'm happy to go to a big fancy restaurant, but I'm not too bothered. Mm. And so we got a friend who was a caterer to cater our wedding, um, and she did a beautiful job, and the food was great. But I didn't really care all that much. Sure. Um, but. I love my photos and my photos are my, my thing. Um, and so I think, you know, a lot of couples are like, we need to have 150 people and there needs to be, you know, the chicken or the steak option. And we need to, it's, I just think you need to, what do you value? What, what's going to make you happy at the end of the day? And if that's, I think if, I think a lot of brides would feel a little bit more empowered if they looked at their wedding that way, rather than we need to put on an event and an event, you need to have food and this and this and this and this. And all of a sudden it's this bigger than Ben-Hur event. And so I feel back to your original question of how we, can we empower brides to break away from those? Cause I'm not dissing the wedding industry. We're not anti weddings. We're just anti obligations and anti, but we feel forced to have this. And we, you know, my mum's making me do this and yeah. we're anti that. I feel like the obli- I mean, obligation is a word I use so much on the podcast and I really have been getting some lovely emails from people saying, now I know you don't like obligation guests, but, and then they ask me these set of questions that are basically asking me to then say it again, don't invite 400 people if you don't want them at yep. your wedding. You know, you don't have to do that. I've been thinking a lot about weddings as sort of nasty girl from high school that you know now <laughs> are just loser ladies who you know were very cool at the time and now are trashy trash bags but this peer pressure thing that we had when we were 15 to go oh you have to go and buy the doc martens 
there's a blast from the past. Or, you you know, you have to have this stuff to be cool or it won't be right. And I feel like we are completely saturated with the you have to do. And like you said, we don't really take a step back and go, what do we actually want? Absolutely. And I think I... One of Josh and my first engaged couple fights were because being in radio for so many years, Josh has a lot of acquaintances and a lot of people he's worked with. Entertainment acquaintances. And yes, and everyone was a really quote, a really good friend of mine. They are really good friends of mine. And I was like, you do not have 150 really good friends. If you're in hospital in a backless gown, you wouldn't want 150 of these people to come and visit you. Bam. And so I, I made it a rule. I was like, who has texted or messaged or called us or emailed in the past month? They are invited. And we actually went through our phones one night and sat there and wrote down that, these people. And we came to a guest list of about 50. And it was beautiful. I am and making was... a note now because that is some of the best advice <laughs> I have ever heard <laughs> on this podcast. Literally what we did. Go um, through your phone. Because you have so many people and you're like, oh, we were really close two years ago, but life changes. I had four bridesmaids. If I could go back, I wouldn't have any, but I had four bridesmaids and I am still extremely close to three of them. And yep. one of them, she's not a part of my life anymore because I think – She's a professional bridesmaid. She just loves being a part of weddings. Oh, my gosh. And life just moves on and, you know, nothing's permanent. So we just – we had our, you know, really close friends at our – and we're, we still talk to, I would say, 99% of them. Yeah, I, we, I think the same thing. We've talked about it. We only got married three years ago, but I still feel – and we only had 48 people at our wedding. But still, I think we could have shaved it down even more um, Absolutely. if we had had the benefit of hindsight. Mm -hmm. which is a very strong benefit there will be more of josh and brit and the bride chiller podcast after this one thing about finding vendors that can be quite challenging is seeing how they work seeing what they do how you vibe with them getting a chance to experience their business before you book them It's probably not very PC to sneak into other people's weddings to experience a potential vendor, which is why I suggest instead of being creepy, you visit a big fake wedding in your area. Forget big wedding fairs full of vendors just thrusting brochures in your face and yelling at you. The big fake wedding is intimate and helps you see potential vendors in action before making the commitment to book. Complete with dinner and drinks, an emotional vow renewal ceremony and a dance party reception, the big fake wedding has become a killer alternative to a bridal show. Big fake wedding hand select vendors to perform their services as they would at a real wedding. So that means you attend as a wedding guest you get to hear music taste the cake smell the flowers while enjoying a night of great food dancing and surprises so you can leave feeling inspired knowing that you have experienced fabulous wedding vendors and confident that you're making the right decision there are still over 23 big fake weddings left in 2019 everywhere from cape cod detroit seattle to birmingham nashville and san francisco Visit thebigfakewedding.com to grab your tickets and don't forget to use the promo code BRIDECHILLER to get $10 off. Thebigfakewedding.com. Use the promo code BRIDECHILLER for $10 off. 
Just like Bride Chiller, Zola takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites, your dream wedding registry, affordable save the dates and invitations, and very easy to use planning tools. What's so great about Zola is that you can manage everything online in one place, which saves a bunch of time and a bunch of tabs open on your computer screen. Seriously, I need a tab detox. It's crazy. Zola's free wedding website is so easy to use, my dad could do it, and takes just one minute to set up. There's over a hundred beautifully designed wedding website templates to choose from. It's all drag and drop. You do not need to be a coder or some sort of HTML nerd to get it done. Zola makes it easy to personalize your favorite design with all of your wedding details. I suggest adding an FAQ section that helps address sometimes awkward questions like, I know you said no kids, but can I please bring kids to the wedding? No, I don't know the area. Which hotel should I stay in? To which you can reply, here's a whole page of links that I've suggested here. Or just Google it. It's probably a bit snarky. You can also put your Zola registry on your wedding website so guests can get all of the details they need and purchase you a gorgeous wedding gift in one convenient and very beautiful place. Speaking of the registry, Zola makes registering for newlywed life very easy. Guests will love free shipping and returns, price matching and much, much more with over 500 brands available. You are spoilt for choice. Plus, you can register for gift cards for your favourite brands like Delta, Southwest, Hulu, Home Depot and much, much more. To start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com. That is Z-O-L-A dot com slash bridechiller. That is $50 off your wedding registry on Zola. All you need to do is head to Zola, Z-O-L-A dot com backslash bridechiller to get it started. Josh, recently you wrote a blog titled The Problem with Having a Problem with the Wedding Industry, which completely captured my interest from the get-go. Can you tell me a little bit more, both of you, tell me a bit more about that that post and what you meant by that? Well, everyone, and when I say everyone, and, and just for the record, everyone isn't something that exists. Like, everyone isn't a person. So okay. when I say everyone, I'm just doing what everyone else does, using the word everyone liberally without any real definition. But if if you uh, turn on whatever your whatever your local current affair or open your tabloid newspaper or whatever it is, um, there's there's far too often a uh, uh, an article in there about um, how wedding vendors are ripping you off or how uh, you know wedding photographers are ripping you off and all that kind of jazz. And so I um I have a problem with that, and uh, and I'm, I'm always developing this thought because. Even myself and um, and Britt, we're we're presently growing. Um, you know, you'd say grown, but you know we're, we're growing a wedding business. We're we're sitting here trying to um, trying to make something amazing, and uh, and every now and then we we will make a decision. And we thought, ah, we probably should have made that decision, and then we'll make a we'll make a new decision. And and uh, don't say we. <laughs> so sometimes one of us will make a decision. Right, good marriage <laughs> but, counselling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, but the truth is, is that, um, and I'm going to speak on the behalf of the 99.9 percent of uh, of the wedding creators, those of us that are that are full time employed in creating 
um, this experience that is a wedding. Um, and, and we all wake up every day hoping to do something amazing. And, and we're all we're all hoping to do something really special and really cool. And, and yeah, some people might have done some super stuff. Like uh, even there's a photographer that Brit and I were on Friends with years ago. And then one day we saw him on, uh, and I don't know what the local version to you is, but we saw him on A Current Affair. So that's your local, you know, your 6.37 p.m., this guy's done something dodgy. Tabloid TV show. Putting their hand towards the camera, going, "Get out of my face!" Yeah, yeah. They've got it's a usually newspaper. about the neighbours with yeah. the excess trash. It's the Daily Mail of a Daily Mail of television <laughs> yeah. shows. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and and so it's it's all well and good to have problems with those guys, and we we always will do. And those the tabloid, whether it's tabloid TV, tabloid podcast, or tabloid, you know, whatever wearboard newspaper, they're, they're always going to be looking for those problems. They'll they'll always exist. But my encouragement is that um is that it's not about creating a wedding, it's about celebrating a marriage. And 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 I think you know, we've, we've always talked about this, and this is always my core, mag, my core message, is that uh, you know, you're not having a wedding, you're, you're having a marriage, and there's this awesome party at the beginning of that. And so sometimes we will have a problem with the wedding industry because, oh, Josh charges so much, or, or you know, can you believe that the proper weddings only have you know, 12 dates a year? And... and, and yeah, they get all huffy puffy, but at the very core of it, we're celebrating a marriage. And so, to do that, to to get married, you need to, of course, fall in love with some really awesome human. Um, and then, if you're in if you're in Australia, there's some legal things. Every you know state or country has its own legal things you have to do to before getting married. Um, and then the actual event, the thing that you invite people to, that has to. That has to be an event that actually embodies who you are, your personalities, your cultures, um, and just 100% jam-packed full of shit that you love. <laughs> and, if, yes. and if you love eating, like, let's get some food in there. I'm doing a wedding in Melbourne, and it's in a bookshop because they love books and oh. they love bookshops. And look, look, I'm like, who doesn't love a bookshop? Yes. But these guys really love bookshops. And so we're, we're doing a wedding in there because that's full of shit they love. And yeah. they're going to have some coffee and some cake and some food and have a party in a bookshop. And so – Whatever makes you feel like a million dollars and whatever creates that atmosphere where you can celebrate something, and of course there's that capturing the memories angle of it, then then that's what I mean about the problem of having a problem with the wedding industry is that the wedding industry isn't all bad. The wedding like we're not all out to get you. Like, yes, um Britt and I run a business and the core purpose of running a business is that we would earn a dollar and hopefully pay a wage, pay a rent and save a dollar and have a you know meal. Um so yeah, we are gonna make money because it's not a charity. But it's not about you know dodgy people or how much things cost. It's about creating this event that is just a million feels makes you feel like a million dollars and celebrates this awesome thing called marriage. Yeah, I think you've just summed up perfectly what I hope most vendors are in the business for. And of course, as you said, there's a one to three percent you know shysters, but that's in every business. You've got to be mm-hmm. shyster aware. Oh yeah, yeah, they exist, and and you know what? You can always you can always tell who they are because they're the guys that are more focused on giving you a great deal, yeah, um, as opposed to offering you a really awesome experience or product or service or whatnot. And um, yeah, look, newsbreak. No one cares about how much money you save. Yeah. Um, like, 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 no one's sitting there going, "Look, I just, I wish, I wish I could save Alicia more money." Like, I just feel Alicia is spending way too much money <laughs> on body care products, and and you know what? I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dedicate my life, Josh Withers' life, to making sure Alicia saves more money. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no one, no one cares about you saving money. They, 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 they've got a business, and and they, yes, they've got a passion. They, they've got a passion. Like, I've got a passion to see people celebrate marriage. Um, 
and 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 we've all got our own passions, and and hopefully through that we can do business and you know have an amazing time. But uh, you know you can always tell the shyest because they're the ones that they're you know, you know affordable, cheap, budget, you know, yeah. and um and that's their selling point because they don't have a passion behind it. Behind you know their, their selling point isn't how talented they are or their selling point isn't how passionate they are or their selling point isn't how much an awesome experience you can have this their selling point is cheap yeah and also i think the idea that you as a couple and people that have the money in the pocket to spend need to be aware of if you're approaching a photographer that you know is going to be twenty thousand dollars or something ridiculous that's their that's who they're they're marketing at those sort of people that have the money to spend that so if you're approaching them and expecting them to come down to two thousand dollars to match your budget it's not going to happen yeah you know a a lot of people um well not actually not a lot of people because we've been we've been really smart about how we've marketed and communicated it but some people have talked about the popper wedding being a cheap or a budget alternative or and it's not that at all it's just that we've we've identified uh an opportunity for people to get married in this fashion. And then we'll, we've said, well, let's like, we need a venue and a celebrant, a photographer and an organizer and the end X, Y, Z. And we've done the math. Okay. Well, that costs that we're going to pay tax. We're going to pay a wage. And then, so the cost of that is this. And so, um, you know, one public wedding we're doing costs, uh, 1860. I've got, I think I'm 1840, 1860. And there's another one that costs 2,600. And there's another one that costs 1400 because it's not cheap, but it's, that's what it costs. And, and, you know, you could get two people online and say, hey, this thing's worth 1450 And one person will say, that's so cheap. And the other person will say, that's so expensive. <laughs> so it's not cheap or budget. It's just it, this is what it costs for us to do, for example, this pop-up wedding. So, Britt, you're going to – I'm just going to go through the list here. Bali, Brisbane, Byron Bay, Canberra, Geelong – Gold Coast, Hawaii, Perth, Sydney. Now, a lot of international listeners will go, oh, that sounds like a lot of Australian cities, but we do have some international places there. What are your plans in the future? Because I've got listeners who I'm sure are sitting in, uh, I don't know, Minnesota going, oh, gee, I'd like to have a pop-up wedding. Can we? Can you do it elsewhere? And if they, if, if is someone else doing this as well, not to plug your competitors, but to help my international listeners, and will you be expanding the business to amazing places if people want you to do it? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Next yes, question. Good. Please. Move on. <laughs> terrible interview. Obviously, we <laughs> ter- terrible guest. No. Um, obviously, you can tell by our, our accents. We are based in Australia, and that's where we, you know, the bait, the bulk of our pop-up days are held. We actually are partnering with an amazing Hawaii company called Opihi Love, mm-hmm. and they are. Um, the, one of the most sought-after wedding planning companies um, on the island of Maui. And they approached us and said, we love what you're doing, we want to be involved, blah, blah, blah. And I just actually finished up a Skype meeting with them and we're aiming for 12 pop-up dates throughout Hawaii for next year. Yeah, so exciting. So <laughs> they're going to be on all the different islands and um, don't ask me to name them because my geography isn't amazing. The but nice they'll be all ones. up. The, the nice ones, the ones that are easier to get to. So, yeah, we're open to anywhere and anything. Our thing is we want to work with the best and we want it, we're not just going to go to a city just to go to a city. We're going to go to a city if we found an amazing team there that we know we can entrust with pop-ups. We only launch into a city once we've found that team. And as you can probably tell, we ha- we're not in all of the capital cities in Australia yet because we are still working on finding the best and so- sourcing them. Yeah. So yeah, hell yeah, we'll go to Minnesota. I've a cousin that lives in Minnesota. I can 
I'm pretty sure anyone in Minnesota would probably want to fly to Hawaii and maybe meet us there. Yeah, but I, I think that's actually <laughs> quite enticing to go have your yeah. pop-up wedding in Hawaii. Yeah, escape the, the like six feet of snow. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're open to, and we get inquiries all the time. And yeah, we so yes, your my answer is yes. We're open to anywhere. Um, we just want to provide the best all, always, and so sometimes it takes a little bit more time to you know, knuckle down. Now, if, can you just talk us through um, how a pop-up wedding day happens and uh, what's the timeline that you need to book in to do something like this? Well, in Australia, we legally need one month, at least one month's notice. We usually obviously sell out long before then. We launch it with about six months notice, gives you enough time to take your other half to breakfast and kind of talk them into the idea. How the day is actually run, really sweet and simply. We have, we're kind of expanding with the concept pop-up, but just our regular pop-up weddings. You have an hour. The time slot is all yours. There's no other brides or grooms. Your guests come in. We always have at least two coordinators on the day, um, one to greet you and your fiancé and the others to greet your guests. The guests are obviously escorted down to the ceremony area and made to sit down and be quiet <laughs> um, <laughs> while Josh meets with you too, just to make sure there's no nerves and just to say hi. And then he goes down the front with the guy. The bride walks down and, she, and most, most of our brides walk down with their dads all by themselves. Totally up to you. There's a beautiful, short, sweet, intimate, lovely ceremony. Really good celebrant guy. Really, oh, you know, yeah, I've okay. <laughs> we're, we're, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's okay. it. I love it. <laughs> Business partner and in life, he's all right. <laughs> he does okay. He's yeah. free. He works. He works. You know, he's cheap. <laughs> he comes with the cheap package. Labor. He's cheap. <laughs> um, and then there are some, you know, group shots. We don't linger too long on the group shots because no one really cares too much about them. And then you're <laughs> off with your photographer, just the two of you, and you go off and have some beautiful wedding photos taken. Most of our couples organise a restaurant, a table at a restaurant, or. I know one of our couples is having fish and chips on the beach because that's where he proposed. Um, and so it's BYO picnic blanket. And, um, yeah, it's, so the opportunities are endless as far as, you know, the kind of after party. But, yeah, it's it's all over in an hour. It's really that's kind of sweet and simple. I love it. And there's nothing to say, like I, like you said before, you can get the full shebang, you can get the big dress, you can do whatever you want. It's not saying you have to tone anything down. It's just saying turn up and no. this is all organised for you. Smash it, yeah. go off and do your own thing. It's so funny because we get so many emails going, oh, can can we, can I have, you know, my hair and makeup done and, uh, you know, can I wear a dress and, oh, you know, and I'm like, of course you can. You can turn up in jeans and Ugg boots or you can wear <laughs> a full gown. We don't, we've kind of set up these really great perimeters and the rest is up to you. To a certain extent, um, customise it as much as you like. Most of our brides do choose to wear the white gowns and then we've had, a girl who turned up in the most beautiful purple dress I've ever seen. So it's just, it's all up to you and what makes you feel the most beautiful. And you do civil partnerships as well, don't you? Yes. And same sex and vow renewals. Yeah. Come and make use of the space and the amazing photographer. Of course. Absolutely. Now you guys have been uh, on my Q and A episodes before, so I'm sure we will uh, catch up again. But it has been such a pleasure to have you both on board. I love, I love that you're a duo. I love seeing wedding vendors that do things together. There are, you know, I come across couples all the time and go, what a great industry to be a part of, to be happy and celebrating other people's happiness too. So someone actually said to Britt the other day, she um, said, "You and Josh look like you're close. You should hook up." <laughs> <laughs> And thank you for the advice. Uh, I get 
I get so many emails from brides going, are you and that Josh guy dating? Oh, my God. And I'm like, mm-hmm. permanently. I'm stuck with him. We are <laughs> fully commit. We fully commit. <laughs> if you uh, would like to get in touch with Josh to be he, your marriagey celebrant person. which is marriage-y official- celebrant. <laughs> <laughs> it's the official new title. I'm the marriagey celebrant person. Uh, you can contact <laughs> you can contact marriedbyjosh.com dot com yeah and uh, I'm on all the social networks um, as Joshua Withers I would highly recommend it and now I think you must must nust I think you must go to your phones and do exactly what Josh and Britt just said go through get rid of the people that you haven't talked to in the past what do you reckon a month is that what you said I did a month, but I'm particularly ruthless. So <laughs> she's a bit one of a of bitch. Our, I am. I'm Let's, very antisocial. One of our brides did three months, and that's what she felt very comfortable with. I so, think three, let's say three months for for comfort, because sometimes we have long periods of time. We'll be becoming tiller and, and talking from my perspective. I go, oh, I haven't called someone for that long, and then I feel like absolutely. an awful person. Do, yeah, absolutely. Do the three months. Get in touch with Josh and Britt. Thank you so much. Come back again soon. I love you all. Always. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. It's been fun. If you would like more information about today's show, if you'd like to read the show notes, you can visit thebridechiller.com for all the information, for all the links that we've mentioned in the show including how to get in touch with Josh and Britt, especially if you are considering eloping or if perhaps you are looking for a fabulous celebrant. I highly recommend Josh. Next week on the show, we are talking about some of the serious elements of finance. And I promise serious does not mean boring. Serious means get your shit together, make it happen. Talking about wills, prenuptial agreements, and all of the things that it's really important to work together as a team to make sure you have sorted no matter what your age or health or financial situation. I think it's a really valuable episode and I hope that you will listen and implement some of the suggestions in the episode because I know Rich and I are certainly going about getting our shit in gear a little bit more after learning a bit more about what we needed to do. If you have a question for an upcoming Q&A episode, please do get in touch. Visit thebridechiller.com, head to the top window menu fucking bar thing, and you'll see a button to click on to get in touch. Leave me a voice message, or if you prefer to leave an email, you can do that too. I know I rag on people leaving emails. I like hearing from you no matter what. Thanks for listening. Thanks for visiting bridechillerstore.com to buy all your bridechiller things. And until next week, happy days. The Bride Chilla Podcast. The only place a cookie cutter should be used is in the kitchen. Am I right?